Hey, Christopher. <laughs> hey, James. How are you? Why do you always laugh at me like that? <laughs> so, I have a funny little question for you today, James. Yeah. And that is, what is the name of that little teeny, it's very small, it's on the ground, it's Star <laughs> hey, Wars. Hey, 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 don't, oh, Star Wars, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. no, I'm not going there. It's a little teeny, like, a robot, it's at the, uh, on all the Star Wars films, it, it usually gets kicked, it's black. Oh, you, oh, oh, the little one on wheels. Yes. Oh, the repair droid. It's not a mouse. Uh, I think I think that one of the nicknames was a mouse droid, but it, it's it, it's in the class of repair droids. Uh, uh, and the one I don't know if it's in all the films, but I know the one in Star yeah Star Wars. Um, oh, that was a funny story. Uh, that was day of shooting. Henry, who was supposed to be doing that shoot, that this is the the, the repair droid. Henry, he got <laughs> so he got a little short circuit. He got a little sick, so. His understudy Albert had to take his place. <laughs> Not Prince so that, Albert. That is, uh, and in, in the credits they credit Henry because they did, they was on the list, but they so it was actually credited wrong. <laughs> what do you mean, Prince? Al- hey, would you let me finish talking about the droids? If okay. we do, don't talk about princes and stuff, because then we have to talk about that princess who's got well, it. You I know, gotta tell you what I saw yesterday. Hair in a bonnet. What did you see? Okay, so yesterday I took the fam up to the snow for Flag- a little skiing Flagstaff? and sledding. Yes, and Flagstaff. But my daughter's becoming close to that college age, mm-hmm. so we went to NAU mm-hmm. and was and we were poking around and looking at buildings and trying to get that whole collegiate vibe going on. And I am surrounded by robots what? that look just like the Star Wars film, but instead of black, they're white. Oh, well, of course, it's flex stuff. <laughs> and it's snowing yesterday. Okay. Was it really? Holy cow. Yeah. And so, um, luckily the sun was rather, uh, okay. I'm not kidding you. It was, it was 16 degrees for a short while. Boy, oh my God. Snow coming down. Anyways, the sun finally came out. We went to go look at the buildings and these little robots, they were a little bit bigger than, maybe quite a bit bigger, but quite a bit bigger than the ones that you see in the Star Wars, but they looked pretty much the same and they were food delivery robots. They're called Starship Robot. And from my understanding, um, this is the most popular way of getting food delivered to your house. Oh, my God. It used to be, what's the name of that company? DoorDash? DoorDash. Uh, DoorDash has worked a deal with this robot company, Mm -hmm. and they have replaced the student jobs with... These little robots. Oh, boy. But at NAU, DoorDash did not get their foot in the door. So the university actually decided to do it themselves. So any of the restaurants that are on campus, which I think there's about a a dozen or so, maybe a little less. Anyways, they all deliver through this spaceship robot. Insane. Oh, boy. Now, just to let you know, I, I worked... I went to the University of Delaware for a very short while, and I drove around on a giant tricycle and delivered pizzas. <laughs> I can so easily picture that in my mind with a long flowing locks of gold locks. It was pretty fun job. I would be very upset if a little teeny yeah. white robot had stolen my job. It seems like a really bad idea, but uh, you know, what do you do? You tip the robot? Oh, I didn't think about that. That's so kind of a benefit. I mean, do you do you yell at? Do you kick it? I mean, it does show up to the wrong house. What do you what is it? Do 
do when it shows up the wrong house? What does do, What does it do when it gets a crank order? <laughs> I don't know. You know, for three pizzas with pineapples on them, and you know they wind up to the, there's the oh that house doesn't actually exist. The, you know, a, a regular pizza delivery guy just goes to the next house and tries to sell the pizza there. <laughs> Can a robot do that? No, I guess not. Maybe I don't know. Um, so I looked at what this company is that created these robots, and. It's the guys from Skype, which used to be my major form <laughs> of communications overseas and across the country because it was cheap and free. And then, of course, Zoom stole the right. show here in the States anyways. But the guys from Skype came out with this little teeny robot. And what's really neat about it, you order and do everything through an app. And it's like smart devices are taking over the planet. <laughs> you know, you got to wonder though, at what point does it stop? I mean, I always used to worry from a science science fiction standpoint, you know, some of the dystopian futures where, you know, machines replace humans. We're we're doing it to ourselves. Why would you need humans at all if it's just robots running around, right? If you take if you take humans out of the equation at every possible step, then, you know, we're going to wind up with a society where there are no people. <laughs> it becomes too costly to make them. Well, I think but the yeah, this, was going to try to take care of that for us. It is weird, though, you know, having these smarter and smarter devices around. It's one thing to have a phone because I can I have kind of a lot of lockouts on my phone and control. So it doesn't do a lot of the smart stuff. I just I, it, it is my slave. I it only does what it doesn't listen for me it just does what i tell it to do with my circle of friends that i used to have a few years back for the most part i was the last guy with a smartphone and the only reason i got a smartphone and and flipped my flip phone away was because i was uh going to be going overseas and i was going to be working my flip phone would not work oh, once wow. i went so i had to smarten up my phone so i could travel on business. Right. Yeah. Well, that's because they had a different network. So, I mean, you could have taken a flip phone. Uh, you just would have had to get one on a different network because, you know, they use a uh, GSM. What do you know when that was? You know, when you got the smartphone? Yeah. It, what, believe it or not, not crazy long ago. Uh, it was, I'm going to say 10 years ago, maybe nine. So 2010, 2011. Yeah. Maybe yeah I don't remember exactly year, but I got it either 2010. I think it may have been 2010. It was only because my wife needed a new smartphone. So yeah. I got her hand me down. So basically she'd got my upgrade in the old days when you had to, you know, pay, you, you'd have to sign up for a telephone service and you'd get, you know, a free phone or, or you know, 200, a thousand dollar phone for only $200. And you get, you know, you could do that every two years to get an upgrade. My wife constantly took that upgrade from me. My first actual nice phone that I got was in 2011. I got the uh, iPhone 4. I'm, I'm guessing it was about 2011. I got my okay. phone too. And that was because I was looking for houses. And the old phone that she gave me was too slow to literally to keep up as I was driving around. It couldn't keep up on the map. Well, <laughs> I have to tell you, when I got my smartphone, um, the first thing the first thing I fell in love with was the map. Yeah. I love the map. I, I use it all the time. And because I travel so much, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Google Maps is, is pretty impressive and it really has revolutionized how we get around. And, but I, but I, I know this sounds weird, but the app I use is the Apple map right. the most, even when it gives, sends me to the wrong place. Well, you know, Google Maps does that too. And there's a oh, lot of, all, yeah, a lot of hay has been made over the years about how terrible Apple Maps is and it gives you, I've had just the same problems with Google Maps. In fact, Google Maps has been getting bad lately. Uh, here's a scenario which has happened over and over again in the past, in the past month. It'll uh, tell me, take a left on Emory Street 
and then take your and the next left onto Ellis Street. Except it's missing that the actually first left is an entirely different street. You have to go two streets. It, it oh. doesn't. So like if I'm going to your house, it tells me make a left turn, and it tells me immediately to make another left turn. That's not your street though. No, you're right, two right. streets down. And this is like I said. This has been very consistent over the past well, several months. I'm so afraid of Google. I don't use Google Maps for anything. I tried it. Not oh. maybe, I'm sure Apple's doing spying no, it's too. But not nearly the way Google is. Come yeah, on. So one of the reasons I've started with Apple, I'm really familiar with the Apple Maps. And I've just stuck with it. Now I just got another question for you. Since we're starting to talk about smart devices, do you have smart devices in your house that you actually can talk to? Well, that I was going to talk about. Uh, we do as a family, but I abstain. Personally, so, yes, my my wife and my son both have their uh, Echo Dots, their own Echo Dots. One, my wife has hers in her office, and my son has his in his room. At my house, once again, I am fearful of <laughs> my voice being recorded, and I had a couple strange things happen. Whether they're real or not, I don't know. My son has put in the the light bulbs that you talked mm-hmm. to. Yep. So has my other son, and now my daughter has them. They love to walk in the room. And tell the lights what to do. And everything at my house is Apple. Yeah, but you don't have any Apple device, the HomePods, do you? No. Okay. No, no, right. No. So they're probably doing it through their phone. Yeah, they are doing it through their phone. And they're also Apple devices also. So yeah, they walk in the room and they'll say, well, they'll even change colors. Oh, could you make it warm? Could you make it blue? Right. Could you make it green? And they just start talking to their devices. And um, it's annoying to me, <laughs> <laughs> I, it, which is so funny, is... At my house, I talk to my phone all the time. I hate typing. I don't like texting. My thumb is slow. And so, and I'm the old fashioned. I learned how to type on a typewriter. So those keys are way too small. To oh, be quiet. Fingers. Your big fat fingers. I don't have, I have long skinny fingers. Well, no, but you're a big ends. guy. So they're pretty big. I mean, it's, it's proportional. Thank you, James. Was that a compliment? No, not really. What, what's what, my large what, hands? What is, why would there be an advantage to being a big guy? I mean, you can't fit into a Ferrari properly. We're the first to starve in a in a pan. In a Are you? Yes, all the big people starve. That's why that doesn't make used sense. To be smaller, right? I don't think so. They, they used to be smaller because they had no, because they had, they were malnutrition, malnourished as children. Well, that's true. That's a sad story. I don't want to get into that right now. But no, well, I that's will just tell the way you. I eat considerably more than everybody else, and I know I overeat. But <laughs> even when I did not overeat, it was still more than everybody else. You know, your eating habits are very uninteresting to me. <laughs> the smart device, though, is it was interesting. You mentioned that you're a little bit concerned about them from a privacy standpoint. Uh, my wife, who works at home, uh, she has basically a veterinary consulting position. And she works with a company and they do, and she does, she helps them develop their technology. Uh, so there's a lot of um, insider information that they discuss and her Echo Dot is right there. So oh, it's listening. No, no. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking <laughs> if this was a, you know, if you have a decent IT department, the first rule for any remote worker or any, you know, non-remote worker, no smart devices. If your phone is anywhere yeah, near, you've got to turn your phone off or make sure it's not listening to you all the time. And then turn the smart devices off because God knows what Amazon's doing with that. Well, what's interesting enough is... Um, and think about, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but okay. okay, so she's a veterinarian. It's not really that big of a deal. I mean, there may be some trade secrets and that's kind of low hanging. That's not really that important. But imagine if you're a human doctor and you're talking to patients and Amazon or whomever or Google is listening to you and recording all that stuff. It's not that hard for them to figure out who you're actually talking right, to. Right, right. So I do business with a multi-million 
dollar big box store from time to time. Oh yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> and one of the things Show that off. you have to do when you go into their uh, product viewing room is you have to check in all your devices. So, mm-hmm. you, and if you get caught getting a call on the inside you could lose your opportunity to do business with them. So they're very strict about that. Um, That being said, I accidentally brought in a smartphone one time. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I left the phone in the car. Oh, but the smart thing. Yeah, so that's interesting the way they use it, mostly for music and the light. So they both have light. They both have the smart lights. They definitely use it for music. They're always saying, Siri, louder, you know, or they'll, they'll say a number and it'll magically go to a certain volume. And, which is very cool, but the problem is, you know how you get the advertisements when you're doing like YouTube or right. and it, it, I remember on a couple occasions talking about something. Oh, and all of a sudden, within I'm saying maybe about a day, all of a sudden I started getting ads for it, and that bothered me because I don't remember doing a search. You know, I, obviously if I did a search for it, I get it. They, they're on your computer, but. Now I'm thinking they're listening. And I had read this, that they're not allowed to put in spy microphones. So (sighs) No, because you put them in yourself. (laughs) Right. But what they had done with some of the light bulbs is they had one microphone that followed what was legal. And then they actually installed a separate microphone that just recorded everything. Mm -hmm. And so they could show whoever they had to show that they were, they had the microphone with all the blah, 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 programs, protections, everything's in place, just like they promised. But then they never showed them that they had a separate microphone that just basically recorded everything. Right. It's funny how companies do that. It's like, uh, this is a few years ago now, but Uber had a, uh, had a special, uh, Uber had a special mode for its application. If it detected that you were somewhere near the Apple campus. Oh, interesting. And it would act differently. If you were near the Apple campus, then it would if you were not near the Apple campus. The idea behind this was they were trying to make sure that any nefarious code they had wouldn't show up while you were, if you were an Apple employee, if you were testing their software and whatnot. Uh, it's, you know, the app is, you get one app if you're near there and you get a totally different app if you're not near there. So they're basically doing a type of geo. Yeah, yeah, it's a geolocation. Uh, and it's kind of funny. It kind of ties into the, what Volkswagen did, right? Because they had two modes for oh, their- right, right, right. That's so funny. Volkswagen had two modes for their yes. diesel where they had <laughs> normal operation where it just burns the diesel and, you know, you get a lot of power out of it. And then you had, oh, if, if it detects you're near a- um, DMV. Yeah, no, yeah, DMV or uh, emissions testing, right. it totally changes. I can't, I, you know, it still boggles my mind that I know, quote, good, quote, liberal, uh, kind of lefty people who are still buying Volkswagens. Oh, I know. I mean, they're they're- I mean, Volkswagen as a company was was responsible for hundreds of millions of tons of CO2 being dumped in the atmosphere illegally. <laughs> and these people are like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. I just bought a new one. It's great. It's, you know, and it's an American thing, too. Uh, I mean, it's everybody. But Americans, they're very forgiving with companies. They just like, I want to say they forgot, but they didn't. Because just like you and I are having this conversation, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. No, I, don't, I think they forgot. I think and it's, it's also part of their mentality. It's like they get sensitized to certain things. It's so weird. I hear these same people disparaging Tesla because they, because, oh, right, right. because he, they see <laughs> Elon Musk t- texting and you know, he, he, he's tweeting about weird stuff and you know, he should probably reel his stuff back in, but he's done nothing even remotely close to the realm of what Volkswagen did. And these people are literally trashing <laughs> Elon and then turning around and buying Volkswagen. It, it, I don't want to get too far away from the smartphone discussion. I think you're right about that. I always think that 
humans in general, but I notice a lot in the United States, but not just the United States. We find somebody we don't like yeah. and then we're just, we're just going to bully them it's forever. Not, and it, he is one of the targets. He's not the normal tech guy. Uh, and not to get into politics, like Trump, whether you like him or disliked him, you got to admit, if you were somewhere in the gray area, everybody loved to hate Trump. Even before he was president, people loved to hate Trump. And I think e- Elon Musk is exactly the same way. Uh, people like no, to see, hate See, I think him. those are different characters, though. I mean, are they? Yeah, I do. They're both I, famous. No, 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 no. But here's a, the, dif- <laughs> the difference is that Trump is very vicious, is a vicious person. You know, if you, even if you, not even cross him, but if he just decides he doesn't like you one day, he will take you into the woodshed. Elon has made some gaffes in that area, but he's not the vicious kind of person that Trump no, is. No, I guess not. You're right. You're right. They're, Though they're he not, did, ha- he did the have the level is totally different. But my Musk, point is, is that people like to hate people. Oh yeah, sure. So it's it, and then my point, my counterpoint was well, not counterpoint, but my um, supporting point would be echo chamber, right? These guys, these yes. liberal guys, are in this echo chamber where oh, they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> demonize de- demonize yeah. Elon Musk this week. But just really quickly, going back to the smartphone. I don't thing. think the smartphone was really listening to you for uh, for its. Um, searches and whatnot. I think it's hard to remember all the things we do with our phones and our computers. So it's likely that you, I remember at one point you, you were complaining that you had talked, you were talking near one of these devices about kilts and then suddenly you're, yes. every, but you know, you were thinking about kilts. Kilts were also happened to be in the news that week That's because, true. That's and true. then you probably may have asked your phone or done a quick search yeah. and just completely forgotten about I'm, it. I'm sure that the local kilt plus I had it hap- just happened to, I had it in my report when I was writing about, you know, writing, doing my, 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 my weekly, yeah. uh, and I don't think that the tech guys follow my everybody. week, my weekly report on Christopher to Google and Amazon, you know, cause I, you know, it's like this, the Stasi, right? Is the Stasi, well, was that the well, secret police? thing that you did to me once, James, I have been very good about my face being, whenever I post something, it's my face to do something obscure to make it unusual. And then you went through your pictures <laughs> and what did you do exactly that messed me up? I don't think I messed you up. I just, I, I have a lot of pictures of you because we've been in a lot of events and yes. I used to be a photographer. And so I, you, you, I just... <laughs> I have you, I uploaded you to my Google <laughs> Google Photos, so Google Photos knows the hell out of you, and so I can do a search for you and my Google Photos, and then I, you know I found a bunch of things, and that's how <laughs> I found a bunch of your pictures, and that's how I got one of your pictures for the show because you never ever send me any pictures. At least we're clear; it was my fault that the whole planet knows my face. Right. But uh-huh. that's true. I do send you some pictures. I just sent you a picture the other day. You sent me one picture of you, which was not great. <laughs> and then you sent me a completely off the wall, irrelevant picture that would have been relevant literally like two months ago <laughs> about a baby crawling over glass. I'm like, why is he saying this now? <laughs> I still haven't seen any pictures of this alleged hay bale house. Right. I, that trip got, uh, well, it snowed up there. Did it get I, COVID? to do my bail. Oh, okay. That, might, that makes sense. Snow. I was going to bring it up yesterday up there. Uh-huh. Um, and drop them off. But I'm like, I'm not going to take that right. big, huge, heavy trailer through uh, snow, a foot of snow. That yeah. seems reasonable. <laughs> Especially when you get to, if you're familiar with Northern Arizona, people don't really tend to take care of the roads unless oh. tourists are there. Okay. No tourists, no care. <laughs> Back to the smart devices. It's, it just, I mean, since we were talking about it, it's interesting to watch my son use it though, because he uses it much more, nonchalantly then it's so integrated now. I mean, he will ask it what he always asks it what the weather is. 
That's how he gets really? most of That's it. Yeah. Thing. He also has, uh, asks it, uh, you know, set, he sets alarm. So he, when he wakes up in the morning, he sets an alarm right. with his, all my kids do that too. And then he'll set during the day, he'll set reminders. Like, especially now since he's homeschooling you know, because of COVID, uh, he said, you know, uh, set an al- alarm for 20 minutes to l- remind me to go back to class. Things like that. Um, do you use the alarm at all? Me? Yeah, you. Well, on my phone, yeah, once in a while. I use it every day. It's how I keep my schedule. It, if you ever hear my phone ding like toward the end of our sessions uh, together and our visiting, it's, means, it's like, get out the door. You Jane, have another meeting in an hour. <laughs> James time is over. <laughs> fun time is over. Our coffee time is over. Oh, fun time. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> it's usually fun, James. <laughs> well, I don't try to make it fun. I you know, try to... We're just anyway, chatting. but it, as I was mentioning earlier, this is Stasi. Was the Stasi? Was that the, uh, the the East German police force that was spying on everybody? I believe so. Yeah. So that was back in the communist days, but that it, it feels like we're doing that to ourselves now with the with the Amazon echoes and whatnot and well, the I dots. Think it was a communist front. Well, was it, what, <laughs> oh, you, wait, you think Amazon? I don't no, think I they're communists. Think I think they're capitalists. I just think that they're doing the same thing though. They're gathering intelligence. Like I mean, it would it would. It's a wet dream of a Stasi agent to have you oh, right. have have a microphone in your house that you are talking to. <laughs> oh yeah, the Which other we all thought. Remember when people were freaked out oh, when God. TV started becoming color? Oh, and they, do the TVs watch you too? And people would make jokes about it because there's always somebody who who I, I don't know. There's a joke that you would love. You do you tell. probably saw it. It was back in the night. I guess the late nineties. I think it, it was in the, the early days of the internet. It would it, it would be like. Um, a little article about how these new fancy uh, flat screen LCD monitors can actually uh, sense the radiation that's being given off in front of them. They can basically see you. They're able to sense they can, and they can show a picture of you click this link and it will, it will, it will prove this. It will show a picture of you. You click the link and what do you get? Do you know what you got? No picture of a monkey. (laughs) And you know how I love monkeys. Yes. That's why I I thought I love monkeys. I like apes whatever chimpanzees in particular. Maples, monkles, whatever. Uh, the only other thing, interesting thing about the smart devices that my son does, he also asks like basic math questions. Like if he, like, what's 12 times 132? You know, if he just needs a quick, instead of using a calculator for something like that, he just asks his smart device, which is also kind of weird. That is weird. Uh, my oldest son who uh, is starting to get into some more advanced math and science subject matters, I noticed the other day, asked his phone real quick a math yeah. question. I'm like, can't you just calculate that on a with a piece of paper and pencil? And he's all where are the pencils pop? I'm like, I don't know. He said, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot faster just to ask the air. It was very fast, but you know, whatever I was, you know, I just have, have to give everybody a hard time. How's your coffee? It's good. I, I would like a little warmer upper though. That's well, yeah. I can see from here that it looked like it was getting cold. I could tell <laughs> I've ther- my, my thermal vision. <laughs> All right. I'll be right back. Life getting you down. Is your head always drooping towards the floor? And then seeing your horrible floor just makes you feel that much worse? What to do? Don't change you. That's too much work. Change your floor instead. Go Rage's flooring is happy, sunny, exciting, rejuvenating flooring. They make flooring fun again. Woohoo! Go Rage's flooring. For one you just can't bear to look at your old, horrible floor anymore. You'll be so happy you won't ever look at your floor again. Whoopee. That's GoRageousFlooring.com. GoRageousFlooring. G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S.com. Well, James is getting a little warmer upper for us. We have another podcast called Pops Up Podcast. 
it's a lot of fun. We just kind of talk about whatever's popular this week or that month and uh, kind of give you a review of what's going on. Come and join us. Popsubpodcast.com. Yummy coffee. James, this is so much better now that it's warm. Because <laughs> remember last week I said, if it's not scolding hot. Yeah, you're weird about that. <laughs> it's fake news. Um, oh, speaking of fakes, it's really kind of funny that turned up a little bit this week. But last what, year, we that? were all very, us in the, we, those of us in the technology sector, <laughs> were really worried about deep fake technology, which is this oh, technology, yeah. it was technology about, you know, taking a video of someone famous, say, uh, Nancy Pelosi. And then with the technology we have, you can basically take that video of her speaking, analyze her voice and make her say other other things, things that she never did say and make it look completely real or almost completely real. So that's called a deep fake. And so the, the worry last year was that during the campaign season, we're going to suddenly see Biden and Trump in these deep fake videos where you know, one side comes out and says, oh, look what Biden was saying. You know, he hates he hates Mexicans as much as Trump does. <laughs> and, you know, we wouldn't be able to tell what was real. We would be in this new uh, wonderland where we didn't know what was real yeah. and what wasn't real. It turned out not to be at all an issue last year at all. Like at all. No one right? cared. No, it never showed up. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> it finally showed up last week. I guess we can call this segment of our show dumb news stories of the week, <laughs> especially from the BBC. This seems like this my, my main place to get dumb stories because they've become so much more of a tabloid. Uh, BBC used to be great, but it's really more of a tabloid now. Anyway, uh, so this, where does deep fakes come up today, Christopher? Where Who is using deep fakes to, to hurt their enemies? Can you guess? Well, I was, originally I was thinking it was comedy skits, but I think it's changing from comedy to not so comical. Uh, it's, well, in my mind, this is pretty comical. The way it was used uh, as an offensive weapon against another group or a person was a cheerleader mom used it against the uh, <laughs> cheerleader squad. I didn't see this. Okay. Well, this is why I read the BBC because I'm full, <laughs> it leaves me fully informed. So this U.S., United States, American cheerleader mom was upset that her daughter wasn't getting ahead uh, as ahead as she wanted to in the cheerleading group. So she targeted the other cheerleaders and made deep fakes of them, oh uh, you know, taking God. their faces and putting them on, uh, you know, sexually, sexually explicit images and then sending me. those images to the coach, trying to get the other cheerleaders thrown off so her daughter could, uh, oh uh advance. <laughs> yeah. That's, we went from worrying about our democracy in deep fakes to <laughs> cheerleading hacks. Well, do you remember the Olympics when, uh, I think it was 94 where Nancy Kerrigan gets slammed in the knees or the shin by Tonya Harding's, I don't know, boyfriend, bodyguard, whatever. I mean, it was the biggest deal. Anything to anything you can do to get a win. Right. And that oh, was a God. big deal. And then they gave her permission to come back. And I mean, that was terrible. And, and she so flubbed now her. They're do, now they're weaponizing. She flubbed her performance anyway, which is kind of terrible. So it was, it was kind of pointless. She wouldn't have won anyway. Anyway. Uh, so that was the first stupid story. The other stupid story comes from also America because, you know, America, uh, you know, Colorado is is a weird state. It's very conservative. It's very liberal. First and they state to legalize marijuana. Was right? it the first state? Yeah, with Washington. I think it was uh, 2012. Anyway, it's not important. We're not talking about marijuana this week. <laughs> but they, you know, they had a resolu- a completely non-binding resolu- resolution. Just one of these things they like to do. It's like, you know, we're going to have a day like a no meat day. 
just not to day. not not to outlaw not to outlaw me. Vegetarian or vegan? Vegetarian. Uh, it just says let's just encourage our our citizens to try a day without meat. That's all it was. And what was the end result? Then? Well, Nebraska lost their shit. What do you mean? The the governor of Nebraska <laughs> went on and said. This is going to destroy American culture. Well, and, and came back. Used to do that a lot. And, and they came back and he says, We're going to, we in Nebraska, we're going to, and this guy's name is uh, Ricketts, because I remember his name, because Ricketts, <laughs> your name is oh, no. Ricketts. Wow, who wants Ricketts? How would you even vote for someone with a name like Ricketts? Poor guy. I want, I want weak bones. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so he, they came back. Nebraska's, Nebraska is storming back. With a, a meat eating day, like Nebraskans need more of a uh, reason to get fat. I mean, eat meat. <laughs> well, a few years back, Texas used to be really upset when people would try to somehow discourage the eating of beef. But now they make so much money exporting their cattle, they're, they're totally fine with it. Yeah, it's just it's you know just let them live and let live. You know, don't go after you know, Nebraska. Just relax. Get your ban- your panties out of the bunch and just you know straighten things out. You'll probably feel a little more comfortable. Let Colorado do their own thing. They're not going to stop eating meat. It's Colorado, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, beef makes you strong. I mean, it doesn't make you $6 million man strong. It, oh, $6 million man. You know what? What? <laughs> that was the best show opening. One I of the best show openings. that show as a kid, but you're <laughs> right. As a kid, because I, I rewatched one of the shows oh, did you? years ago. Not so good. No, all the shows but in the, the 70s, 80s were, were terrible shows, but they had the best openings. The best openings. I mean, I memorized the songs. Every kid did. You could sing them with your friends. I mean, it's worth the shows, you know, however long they were on, it's worth it for all that money, just for the openers. And you wonder, you know, if they could make the opening so good, why couldn't they make the rest of the show that My good? My favorite was I Dream of Genie. I don't remember the opening, but yeah, I mean, who didn't you like that, that one? sexy. Oh, yeah. You know, in a bottle. I get, I'm sure that would be cultural appropriation a these days. From point of view. Or a young boy. <laughs> young boy, young person, anyone who likes pretty attractive women, which can be should be everyone. <laughs> it's true. I think most of the shows with attractive women are just as popular with women well, as I, they are with I, men. I did um, an unscientific poll when I was in art school. In art school, I Let's genuinely mean Let's art school. It. So we were, you know, we would go in the morning and usually spend an hour or two drawing naked people. Good for you. Yeah, it was great. Except, oh my god. Except some of them were troll-like. I mean, I didn't mean offensive. Oh, but we had some bad less models. Attractive. Oh, not no, no. <clears throat> ugly. Just, just unbearably ugly. The human body is a beautiful. No, thing, it's unbearable. <laughs> I, 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 I was literally standing there when one of my teachers told me this model who was unbearably ugly, unbearably ugly. Oh, the human body is so beautiful in all its forms. Like, no, it is absolutely not. Anyway. Well, just really quick. Yeah. I also went to art school for a very short time, Uh not to your level. And we also had to do drawings and nudes. And I do not remember once a woman coming as the model. Really? Oh, God, that's awful. Always men, usually Harry. (laughs) Thank you, Cal State Professor Hirsch, who, by the way, is a great professor. (laughs) Usually Harry. Um... And very heterosexual looking. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but well, okay. They carry themselves like a man, like, you know, it's kind of slim, like ape-like almost. I do tell you, we did have a woman model do, do come once, but she wasn't nude. <laughs> oh, that's that's disappointing. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I only had a shows. handful. I only had a handful of good good models there, uh, which was very disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it's, here's the thing. Through the 70s and 80s, 
almost universally terrible shows, but almost universally amazing openings. But you always say something about Miami Vice. I mean, what do you think oh, about the intro of that one? Miami Vice is one of the best, and it's because it's got that that soundtrack. But the car by Jan right? ha- Hammer is that his name? Jan Hammer. Yeah, it has a good soundtrack. Oh my god. It, it's just, it, and you know, it's got the cars, it's got the bikinis, it's got the architecture. You're in Miami. It just, it, it makes you want to move there. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you're in your absolutely. 20s, you're like, I'm going to Miami. I think any age group would be attracted Have to that. Have you ever been to Miami? Oh yeah. I've only been there once. And the whole time I was there, it was the intro to Miami. <laughs> in my head. I'm like, we were, so I rented a Mustang with a friend of mine. Oh and wow. And we went cruising around pretending like we were the guys because he was <laughs> I lights, you know, light colored and lights and he was a darker oh, yeah. guy and the two of us were cruising around. As Crockett and Tubbs. It, it felt pretty cool. I, I just, it was, it was just, you know, we don't have to spend too much time on my advice, but that's like the ultimate example of this, you know, amazing intro, intro awful show. Except for, I will say, if you're ever nostalgic or want to see what that was like, watch the pilot, two-part pilot. The pilot is very good. The show just, Falls off a cliff after that, though. Kind of go in the opposite direction. You know, the bright, the, you know. Then you have this other show that I used to love, and I used to watch with my nephew always. And that is kind of the sad, somber. I used to love the beginning of MASH. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, that's that's an that interesting song one. too, because you said music. And right. the song in there, which has been made fun of over and has over it? again. Well, it's a little sap, too sappy for people. Oh, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's sappy. I think it's, you know, it's about suicide. It's pretty heavy. Suicide is painless. But the, the music I don't know is slightly, the, cheer, just a subtly cheerful. It, I would say that <laughs> it, it's hard to, 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 to really look at that because I hear that and I, I know the emotions connected with the, yeah. with the lyrical part of it, but also the movie, which is one of the oh, best the movies ever made. Great. Uh, so it, but it's, I think if I'm trying to be objective and I don't know how objective I'm, I'm, how successful I am in being objective by listening to that, to just the intro, just the musical part of it, which was what they have at, at MASH. It does sound like it has a lot of emotion to it. It's subtle. I, it's you, painful. want to cry. Yeah. It's, 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 it, long. it's, it's got like a longing to it. Yeah. And, but it's also a little bit happy and it, it really bumps happy. up and down and it, yeah. you know, again, it's hard to know how much of that is actually in the music or on how much of it just ascribed to what, what we know about the music. Great opener. And, and that opening, if I remember correctly, no narrative, nothing. It's just the music and some scenes from the show. So it's really simple and kind of beautiful and just gets right I, to I the point. I never missed the intro to MASH. That's my, yeah. like, it, it, the show's not the same. Like nowadays you can watch shows and right. skip the intro. I what, would never skip the intro. What show on of modern show that you watch actually you bother to watch the intro on? None. That's a good point. Do you think that's why they're not as good anymore? Because it's so easy to just like, well, I, I, I don't know, but this is a very, it's kind of a strange dichotomy. The shows have gotten so much better. But the intros are just not worth yeah. watching. They change their attention. There's another, just going back to the car thing. What car show did you totally Oh my think? God. Yeah, go ahead. Night, Night Rider. Yes, of course. What <laughs> What an abysmal <laughs> show yeah. with an amazing opening. And if you love cars, once again, <laughs> that show is so fun to watch. And that's another one. Who would want to miss the beginning? Okay, I'm, I just looked this up. Go ahead. This is the opening narration, and I'm going to give this an A, probably the best opening narration okay. of any show. So it starts off, Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. <laughs> that's just, a, that's one line. Uh, but um, that is an exception. I think that's different from what you said. I thought that television show was pretty good. Oh, well, you're wrong. Oh, you don't think it was good? 
No, well, I'm, I'm not a huge Hasselhoff fan. I think I, every time I see Hasselhoff, he just seems like he's showing off a little bit too much. I mean, of course, you know, this is this is the 80s. But that's so that's how you bring the women into the TV shows. Whatever. No, I don't no, care no. about the women in the TV shows. No, no, no. So <laughs> back, you know, it, the politics and the way we view the world was a little bit different 20 years ago. Not terribly different, but a little bit different. But shows like to have some kind of a stud looking guy so the women would watch it. And then like attractive women, remember I just said a few minutes ago, if you have an attractive woman, the women will watch attractive women on Does the show. That, also, this was, was the it? same way. Really? If you have a macho man on a show, it attracts guys. They'll watch it for the for the machine. You know, am I wrong? Not well. That never attracted me. Not in a way you're maybe suggesting, but I'm saying no, no, no. I, I know what you mean, but I, if I, you're a young kid or an older oh. kid, and or a young man in your early twenties, like, oh yeah, I want to be like that. Okay, guy. I I can see that, but not. You know, I don't. Let's talk about Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, Yeah. but that the clothes and the scenes, everything was so amazing. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. One of the one of the ultimate shows. Yes. Of the late seventies, this is like clearly trying to pander towards Star Star Wars crowd. Sure. Uh, And 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 when it was made, it was the most expensive show that had ever been made. They had a lot of. I don't remember reading. Wasn't written very well, but it was just filled with. Were good. The characters were okay. Oh, come uh, on. No, well, so but I was, you know, what I was so completely drawn into was all the, the, um, you know, Apollo and Starbuck, the two main characters, they were just had the most amazing clothes and they, they, they get to war, you know, dri- yeah. dri- drive, fly around <laughs> fly. in space fighters and, you know, the Viper, the Colonial Viper oh, right. and the Cylon. I don't know what the Cylons call it, but their attack vehicle, those were just amazing looking vehicles. And that, you know, again, uh, let me see if I can find, oh, yeah, here it is. The Battlestar Galactica narrative. Again, they, this is the narration over the beginning. You want me to read it to you? Yeah, you have to. I'm glad you're looking up this stuff so we can hear it. There are those who believe that life here began out there, far across the universe, with the tribes of humans who may have been the forefathers of the Egyptians, the Toltecs, or the Mayans. Some believe there may yet be brothers of man who even now fight to survive somewhere. Beyond the heavens. <laughs> Come it's on, that's badass. amazing. That's that's incredible. <laughs> but there's some other space shows that were and good. oh oh the Battlestar Galactica. So you you get you get all this wonderful visual sci-fi and you know blowing stuff blowing up sh- ships flying around, uh, but also that soundtrack. Yeah, the whole beginning. Uh, I'm, you're you're right. Battlestar Galactica is pretty is cool one of the best. Show. But there was another space one too, or I don't know if it's quite space, but. Buck Rogers. Oh my God. That is probably the best. Uh, it's showing an amazing opening with a terrible show. <laughs> Cause that opening really was amazing. Did Cause have, it, didn't Buck Rogers. Yeah. Didn't Buck Rogers have the one guy that was like the Falcon man. Oh yeah. Well that was in the later season. Oh part. yeah. They had a guy who was a bird man and his name was Falcon. It made me want to fly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not a plane. It made me start made questioning me want- as a young man. Are these TV shows written? Well, <laughs> Who's no, writing these the things? Guy. Oh, the I coolest. loved him, but it was terrible. And he had a, he had a, okay, he had a falcon head and he had, he flew a falcon plane and his name was Falcon. It's kind of like, um, could you maybe stretch out your creative wings a little bit more? Good pun. Yeah. So one of the shows I used to watch never after my twenties, but I don't like cop shows too much anymore. Uh-huh. Don't like police yeah. shows. There's a couple exceptions of I'll watch a couple shows and then I'll fade out. But yeah, it's for dark. the most part, I did watch them as a teenager and preteen. And that was Chips. Chips. Love oh, Chips. God. Because once again, you said the intro where they're like, 
it made me want to. For one thing, were those Harleys? Those I don't. Bikes? I don't know, but yeah, I remember they like Harleys. I, that's one of the things I loved about that show: the intro motorcycles. Of I've never been a motorcycle rider, but I've always loved motorcycles because they just look so. It's like sex on two wheels. Like I'm a cyclist, <laughs> I can't really say that a bicycle is sex on two wheels. A motorcycle, though, that is. And I did and, ride and, motorcycles. And that and was, I used to go, hmm, maybe I could become a motorcycle yeah. cop someday. The opening was just different shots of the motorcycle. I mean, it's like just drawing me in. It's like, oh, yes, show me more. Show me more. <laughs> and then it had a good soundtrack. Well, and, the, and the guys, and said, hey, okay, you know what? About- you That's right. I absolutely agree with you now because I remember uh, Eric Estrada. Yes. That guy was just, oh, he was on it yeah. in, in the 80s. <laughs> it may be hard to believe, but Eric Estrada really was the man in the 80s. Once again- you get a, a guy macho like oh, that. Next oh. thing, the women are watching the show too. And the point that you made a couple months ago about there are no uh, blonde-haired male oh, leads. Oh, you're right. But he, but you just said it yourself. He wasn't the center of attention. He, yeah, they were co-stars though. So. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a he co-star. He was the lead of that show. Everybody wanted him, and he. I bet you he had most of the cool parts. But there's other police shows too that I used to watch back then, and one of them was Hawaii Five O. No. Well, yes. That was a little bit earlier. I was going to say Magnum P.I. Oh, my God. Okay. But with both those shows. Oh, it's a good thing you brought that up. Magnum P.I. is an outlier in this this class of shows. Because it has, I think, generally, arguably one of the best intros from that era. Hawaiian Coast. Well, let me finish. (laughs) But it follows through with probably the best series of the 80s. That is a show I watched. And now I've, I've rewatched a couple of those. They were pretty good. Yeah, that's that's the surprise. Of, <laughs> as of, far as like in a sea, stories go. In a sea of terrible TV, Magnum P.I. stands out as being, you know what? Yeah, I'm, you let said me, Hawaii 5.0. Let me Did look you like this Hawaii up. 5-0? I, you know, I think I, I was a little bit too old or too young for that. It was it, it had already aged out by the time I was watching TV. But let me, I'm just looking at, let's see if I can find this. I, I, IMBD has ratings for the, oh my, oh my. What the hell? I'm lo- I'm sorry. I'm looking at IMBD and I'm looking at, uh, top 10 TV shows as rated by the IMDb crowd and the people who, who, okay. circ- who are there. there. Oh my God. This is awful. The number one top show of the 1980s. Yeah. The Golden Girls. Uh, which is not a bad show. Though, right? No, why? It did something that very few TV shows have done since. And that is they address this huge demographic oh. that no one wanted to talk about. That's interesting. Which okay. Is the over the age of 50, yeah, I'm not, which in that case was 50 to 100. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Boston Legal was the same way. Was it? Okay. It addressed, well, it had one of the same characters in it. Betty White was in both of Oh, those. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to diss Golden Girls, but that's the the best of the 80s. That doesn't. I can never watch Okay. Number two. <laughs> number two. The second best show of the 80s. Yeah. Thundercats. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Number three. Let me just go through the Cheers is number three. And, you know, I never. Cheers was good. No, I know. I never. I was was never huge on Cheers, but I I do recognize it as being a good show because it had a great setup and great characters. Uh, Night Court, which I remember being a funny show, but not really that funny. You know, I don't think it was staying up. Magnum P.I. is five. Uh, The A-Team is six. A-Team. Uh, Number seven. Great intro like we were talking about. We will cut to that. We'll get, I promise we'll get back to that. Let me just get through the list because number seven, He-Man and the Master of the Universe. Oh, no. like thinking masters, the cartoon, right? Masters, yeah. I the masters, that show. Yeah, but come on. He-Man! Oh, no, no. If you ever do that again, I will kick you in the balls. <laughs> All right. Alf. 
Yeah. No, that was I a bad show. I met the guys from the cast one time. They came <sighs> to my heart Okay, so this one is a bit problematic because I think it was a good show, but it's just hard. The Cosby Show. No, that was a good show. Yeah, but that was a really good. And show. And I try not to I hold. I try not show. to hold a a, a a work of art, you know, or a show or anything like. Uh, I, I try not to hold it hostage to the ideas, you know, or or what happens to people after the show. So you know, Bill Cosby is not exactly a uh, a person to look up to. Yes, to but, put it mildly. But as far as what he produced uh, in, during his career, I'm sorry to get away from the list. The guy did shows that were really good, like Fat Albert, which nowadays, I, I don't understand why. Anyways. Yeah, I, I get Fat that. Albert, and, and lessons and. And I usually try, I usually try to divorce myself or I try, usually try to divorce the person, the creator from the creation. It's just yes. in his case, it, it's, it's a little bit harder Someday than Someday we most. have to talk about Woody Allen. Oh yeah. Not today. Well, yeah, that's a whole different ball of wax. Anyway. Oh, and then number 10. Do tell. Ah, oh, let me see if I can say this out loud. <laughs> I'm already starting to throw up a little bit before I even say it. <laughs> you got a little bit in your mouth? Mama's family. Oh, uh, the Carol Burnett spinoff. Oh, is it a spinoff? Oh my yes, God. Yes, she was a character okay. in the Carol Burnett show. You mean he? What's that? You mean he? Wasn't that a guy in drag? No, that was... Oh, uh, my Vicky. God. That was not a... Oh, no, my God. Was Vicky. I can't think of her last name right now. I'm so sorry. Hi, Lawrence. A, a, oh, my a God. Broadway actress, by the way. Oh, boy. Now, it wasn't... I, I'm sure it wasn't a terrible show. It just, it just wasn't on my list of no, things to watch. No, the was way too much. I, I was always surprised... I swear to God, lasted. I think that How was... How many a, seasons did that show I, I have no idea. I thought that was a man. I, I never really watched the show, but wow, that is, well, that is shocking. Well, I think the show lasted... Like, you know I need I need to move on. A-Team. A-Team is awesome. As we were talking. Mr. T. Great. Yeah. Great music. But also, I'm, I'm just, I just, oh, this, I, oh yeah, you hear, narration for the beginning. doesn't look dated either. Yes, it does. <laughs> Not the intro. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. Boom. Okay. <laughs> how, how can you not watch a show after that if you hear that? <laughs> I watched it. For, um, it was, you know, it's a fun show. It was a dumb 80s show, though. you about intros? Uh, I always watch the intro to that show, watch about two or three minutes of it, and go, I'm going to go outside and play now, Bob. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that's definitely one where I like the intro. Now, just really quick. So, Magnum P.I., let's not, Miami P.I., Magnum P.I., I just want to follow up, because, again, it, not only a great show, but that intro... It's a Ferrari peeling out. Yeah, so it's there were two bikinis. Cars, right? He had two no, cars. No, no, one in the, no. One in the pilot and one. I don't know. It was, it was like a, the the okay, it was like a three away. It doesn't really it's matter. Trivia stuff. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Uh, but you know, you have that beautiful car. You have those beautiful bikinied women. You have Hawaii. I mean, it's, it's got just all the pieces. And it, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> it actually starts with a helicopter. Got all these sexy machines, all these sexy people, and you know, I hate to say it, but um, Tom Selleck. Again, your point, I, I dismissed it earlier, but you know, my God, people like that should not exist. I mean, well, very he makes me feel a mustache like that guy with the makes, exception of Sam. Elliott. Oh yeah. He makes me feel a little bit small. <laughs> On the other hand, I do kind of feel, feel a little sorry for him because if you see either they picked that T top uh, or it was an open top Ferrari, they had, they had to have that one because he wouldn't fit into a regular Ferrari. His head is always sticking out above the roof. Oh, I don't think I remember that. You hey. know, the other kind of funny one that I do remember both for its music and for its visuals. And this is kind of as the Prius driver might come kind of surprising to you, but a, a, a kind of an off ball, oddball show called yes. the fall guy, which was about 
uh, a stuntman, the fall guy. He was about a stuntman. You know, I don't remember that show. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's kind of off the wall and kind of an oddball but show. It had a good intro. It had a great intro because it had had a really good song about the fall guy, and he's the one I'm that nobody. Disagree with you. If I never, if I don't remember oh, the show, it didn't have a good intro. I think you would love this if you saw it again <laughs> because it's, it. it's very manly. It's the about guy. the the guy who you never hear about who's making everybody else look good. Was like, it like a Burt Reynolds uh, kind of spinoff from that movie he did? I don't know. Stunt, which it was may have been stuntman. possibly, but you know, it's the it's like well, it, one of the lines. I don't remember the exact lines, but it's something like you know the unsung hero who makes burton reynolds look great he's <laughs> like 70s or 80s uh this was late probably late 70s early 80s okay and has and the reason i mentioned the prius was because you know, as a prius driver i remember their truck he had this amazing <laughs> huge big pickup truck and it was just you know i i get overwhelmed sometimes Would with emotion again what's that <laughs> hey just going the opposite direction uh and i'm starting to think about shows i like to watch when i was a little kid my favorite intro because it it was so it looked sophisticated to me as a kid was Get Smart. Oh yeah. Dun, da, da, oh, very good. Dun, 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 Nicely done. Okay. <laughs> I wish you could the do that with all of them. And and so weird as a little kid, I always I always remember thinking that must be what it's really like to be a son. <laughs> Even though it's so a comedy. Dumb. <laughs> you are so dumb. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but I remember the uh, what's that called the 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 moment that something comes to fruition the um, denouement the the end the last second of that intro is the part that has always burned in my brain because he's going through all these yeah, different yeah, gates yeah. right and he's he, after all these gates he gets to a public phone <laughs> but the part that really punches punches you is he dials in you know he turns around yeah. to look at the audience. Yeah. And then he disappears. It's like the ultimate gag. It's awesome. It, no, you know, it's just so well. It's like it builds up and yeah. then it still punches you in the comedic glands yes. at the end. It's so good. Um, oh, yeah. And I know we're going probably going a little long, but we can't talk about the 80s and intros and TV shows without bringing up MacGyver. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. I liked MacGyver. I don't, I don't remember the intro being particularly memorable. Well, again, with the intro, but the show was good. You almost don't have to watch the show if you watch the intro because it's got all of his little, you know, he's making a bomb with coffee grounds or something like that. And then his name comes up on the screen with a big fireball in the back oh, of it. Oh yeah, that's right. It's got good that was music. The first time we really saw effects like that, right? I don't know. It's maybe it. I just, it. It, it certainly, it, it's burned into my brain. <laughs> Well, we're going to have to end on yeah, that that's because cool. I just sucked down my last drop. Boy, you are just a coffee <laughs> drinking, drain, you're a tr- coffee draining machine. I, I don't know. It's so fun. I love talking about yeah, this. Yeah, it is great. Today. I just, I just wish there was more coffee in the world because you really just, I had, I had like <laughs> a case of coffee. It's just gone now. <laughs> Mr. Coffee. All right. Can we chat next week? Yeah, sure. Let's come on. Uh, let's talk about what are we going to talk about tomorrow on Pops Up? Oh, God. <laughs> I just remember, you know, I blocked it out until I just thought about it. Oh what my God. It? Central Park. Oh, oh no. Uh, oh, it's great. It's so good. I, I can't it. wait to talk about Central <laughs> oh, Park. I don't watch it. On Apple TV Plus. Okay. Talk to you later, James. Oh God, do we have to? Bye. Okay, good night. Heatstroke is brought to you by Markers in Motion. If you'd like to contact Heatstroke, go to heatstrokepodcast.com. Don't you see me? Peek-a-boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup 
Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. Warm. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's made from tea. brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee. Hi, this is Betsy. I want to tell you about the Children's Museum of Phoenix. If you're in Phoenix, planning to come to Phoenix, or just looking for something fun to do, check us out at the Children's Museum of Phoenix where you can come paint and climb and use your imagination. We're 100% fun and currently 100% outside. To find out more, visit us at childrensmuseumofphoenix.org. Hope to see you there. Have fun. Be playful. 